Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. I'm a Forbes contributor covering uh, social entrepreneurship and impact investing. Our guest today is a really amazing woman from United Nations Volunteers Program, where she serves as the chief of the volunteer knowledge and innovation section. Her name is Amanda Mukwashi. Amanda, welcome to the show, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Well, we're very excited about the work you're doing, advocating for the uh, role of volunteers in the world. And I was very impressed with your report as I had an opportunity to review that ahead of time, uh, clearly you make a very powerful case for the role of volunteers in the developing world. Why don't you give us just an overview of the report and, and why you think volunteerism is such an important part of international development? Thank you very much, Devon. Um, the, the report um, is very timely because it comes at a time when uh, a lot of people were excluded from, uh, from development. And, um, and civic engagement has become something that is uh, necessary. It's no longer a luxury. The report presents a, a very interesting um, analysis of, uh, of the relationship between uh, volunteering and governance. And in particular, it focuses on uh, people's ability to, in, to express their views, express their op op opinions on issues that affect their lives. It also um, um, looks um, at um, how people claim their rights and their entitlements and how governments and other governance actors respond to that. And uh, really, I think the key message from the report is that volunteering is an avenue uh, for, for, for widening participation. It's a homegrown solution, which means that uh, at the very local level where policy becomes alive, where it impacts on people's lives, uh, volunteering is uh, present in every community. And so, you know, um, uh, this is a good uh, time for us to actually see how can we develop it further? How can we innovate around it? And I can say a little bit more about that um, uh, if, if you need me to. Sure. Well, let's drill down a little bit on your report. Uh, your report has a variety of chapters and sections, but three of the key sections deal with the value of volunteerism at the global level, the national level, and the uh, and the local level. I'm not sure I said that right, but uh, three major levels, right? So let's talk first about volunteerism at the local level. How does volunteerism impact what's going on in a community, in, in, in one's local community, especially in the developing world? The, um, I, I will, let me explain that through uh, case, uh, uh, case studies or examples. We have um, one of my favorite uh, case studies that we looked at in the report, which is the nationality laws. Um, this is where um, children um, in the Middle East and in North Africa, and I'm sure in other countries um, in the developing world, uh, inherit their nationality through the father. So women who are married to foreigners, their children cannot inherit, cannot take on their, their mother's citizenship. And this excludes them from basic social services, for example, health education, and it even impacts on how, um, on their ability to be employed. Now, at the very local level for, for women, um, they've used volunteering as a way to connect with each other, across, not just across the community, 
but also across uh, the borders uh, to identify each other in terms of being affected by such a, by such a law. And volunteering has allowed them to be able to learn how to express themselves uh, in small platforms to start with, because sometimes you find that women in particular are not able to um, speak and be heard at the, at the big platforms, let's say at national level. So the local level is where they, um, they, they gain their confidence. It's where they cut their teeth, so to say. And, uh, and we found that in the case of these nationality laws, um, in some countries, this was very successful. In Egypt, uh, the nationality law was passed in favor of women 2004, in Algeria in 2005, in Morocco in 2007, and you can go on. And this movement is still happening. There are other examples of, for example, water user groups in the, in the very remote areas of, of, of countries where um, there's water scarcity. And um, if uh, we have an example where tankers, for example, or truck drivers are coming by to get water and go and share it somewhere else, it's the setting up of small groups that manage the water resources um, that allow volunteer, volunteers to come in who are members of the community to have a say and safeguard the little water that they have. That's a, a great a great example of, of volunteerism having an effect at the local level. Let's talk a little bit about uh, volunteerism at the national level. How does it impact uh, national governments and, and how does it help to hold governments more accountable? Um, I'll talk about the national level, but one thing that I need to say, David, is that, um, that what we found in the report is that um, the, it's not so black and white. The, the volunteering impact at local level also impacts at the national level and sometimes at the global because the policies are shaped and developed at the national level. And... Um, and then they're implemented at the local level. So what you find is that uh, volunteer action at the, at the local level also influences um, volunteer action at the national level. But let me give you an example. So we have the case of the social observatories in Brazil. Uh, these are volunteer groups that were set up in, at municipality level. So it's still at the local. But um, government responsiveness... Uh, uh, meant that uh, the success of these social observatories, which were set up to monitor local government expenditure and uh, corruption, uh, because of the success, uh, the government, the central government took this and it's now been um, replicated across the country. So this is, this is how you see volunteers might start at the local level, but their action is then um, taken up and scaled up at the national level. So for it to be successful, governments actually have to be responsive. And where they have been, like in Brazil, then you see that um, it really empowers communities and expands the number of people who can actually engage. So do volunteers, are they able to actually create better governance in the countries where they're actively engaging? I, I think to say that they, um, they're solely, solely responsible for that would be perhaps not quite... Um, uh, an accurate statement, but they definitely contribute significantly to enhancing uh, governance in the countries where they're where it's successful. Sure, sure, sure. Now let's talk about at the global level. How do volunteers impact things at the global level? At the global level, we have found uh, some new uh, what I'm calling innovation or innovative action. Um, 
in the past, what we saw was that uh, volunteering was very much limited uh, to physical uh, location and, and geography. But with the advent of, of technology, what we found is that in particular, um, in, uh, not just internet technology, but also mobile technology, we have found that um, people are able to connect all the way to the global level, sharing knowledge and skills and their experiences. But also, because volunteering is about free will, it's about uh, uh, using your own time uh, freely to engage for a common good. Uh, what we have found, let's say if we take the People's Climate Fund uh, that took place uh, here in New York, it, um, there were, I think, over 2,500 marches across the world. And this was possible because of uh, connecting volunteers from the local, from the national, to the global level. So although what we saw was a, a fantastic coverage at the global level of what was happening in terms of um, a match to raise the issues on carbon, carbon emissions, uh, this was a fantastic collaboration um, that manifested itself at global level but started off um, in, different, uh, in different countries. You know, what this, this example leads to uh, an interesting insight that I gained as I was reading the report. There's, a, there's an interesting discussion in the report about the tension between the words we describe, use to describe people who are engaged in this way. Mm-hmm. But the, the, some activists mm-hmm. kind of look down their noses at or don't respect volunteers Talk a little bit about this tension between activism and volunteerism. Uh, thanks. Yes, indeed, um, we too found that there was this tension. And um, I think that the, the, it is a red herring um, uh, in terms of what, what really matters in the, in the conversation. I always like to give the example of the suffragettes all the way um, centuries back, that every social movement actually starts with voluntary action because people take their time and uh, their resources and their skills, and they come together because they've identified something that needs to be addressed. Now, that can uh, um, evolve into uh, organized um, and paid activism, uh, but um, actually the two uh, concepts of social activism and volunteerism are not mutually exclusive. There are many volunteers who are activists, and, uh, but we also know that there are many activists who are paid, uh, paid staff. The, I think the, the other thing to probably note within that is that um, the idea that uh, volunteerism focuses only on the charity model is, a, is, is, a, is, a, is an idea that is long gone. So maybe we, we know volunteering as uh, people who care, people who, have, who conduct soup kitchens and, and so on and provide some medical support. Yes, that still happens, and that is still very valuable. But we also know that volunteers advocate for awareness, for voice, uh, for people's rights, and, uh, and those can be called activists or they can be called volunteers. I, I would really urge us to move away from more the, 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 the perceived tension around those two and really focus on what is it that these people are doing and what solution are they bringing to the table? especially as we embark on this new um, journey that I think is going to be quite an interesting one on the development agenda. Yes, it really is. Now, I want to ask you some personal questions. Given your role at the United Nations, you really are 
a role model to people all around the world, people who know what you're doing, value and appreciate it. Uh, I wonder, though, who you look up to as a role model. Mm. I look, um, there's several people that I could mention, but um, I would like to mention a woman called uh, Juliet, Juliet Mainza. Uh, she's probably not known to the millions of people on the planet, but this is an exceptional woman. This is a woman who has known plenty and she has known what it means not to have, to have, you know, to have very little. She has also experienced uh, great loss, and, um, but appreciates uh, the gift of life. Uh, this is a woman that I admire because she's resilient, because uh, she has taught me that um, tomorrow morning is going to look brighter than today. And um, I'm sure that you've guessed that uh, this is my mother. And, um, but it's not just because she's my mother. It's because I believe that she represents a lot of women like that. And I hope that every child or every person can have that um, role model as a mother. Oh, that's wonderful. That is wonderful. Now, you have uh, accomplished some amazing things through your work with the United Nations, but, but someone as capable as you, as bright and talented, you could have done anything. Uh, what brought you to work and focus on these issues at the UN when you could be doing so many other things? Thank you. Um, thank you for that. Um, what brought me to the UN to work uh, on these issues is um, I, moved, I moved to the UK in, uh, I think, in 1998. And uh, it was a very difficult time for me personally, because with all my qualifications, I could not get a job. And so um, uh, women volunteers um, uh, helped me uh, in ensuring that I could transfer my skills uh, in the UK. They restored my confidence. Uh, they helped me to find pathways where I thought that it was really, really difficult. And without these women uh, who have walked with me, these African women that I found in the migrant communities in, uh, in the UK, it would have been very difficult for me to understand the different social fabric of the United Kingdom. And through them, I was then able to actually um, make it through the, the, the different sort of ceilings. And, um, and because of that, I think that volunteering is not a jacket that one puts on. It has to come from inside there. It is a sense of, you know, I am because you are. And um, it's an expression of our humanity. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Now, one final question. You've done so much uh, around the world. You have so many insights. And, of course, you've studied uh, and learned, I mean, from from you know, on-the-job experience, your research for this report, all your work at the UN, all your studies. Help us identify just one good actionable tip that you could give us to help us have more impact as individuals and as volunteers. Um, I think that uh, one tip that I would like to share is that um, every single one of us, every one of us, no matter what age, no matter where you are, every single one of us has got a valuable skill and experience that we can share. All we have to do is to try and identify that. And now with the, so much technology, you can share it. 
you know, uh, you can volunteer online. You don't have to leave your home. You don't have to leave your room. Uh, in fact, you don't even have to leave your laptop. You can volunteer from there. So one tip is that uh, really believe in yourself, in your own skill. This is something that uh, has really worked for me, that, you know, I know that I can give something. I've got something to give. I believe in that. So um, I would probably leave it there. Very good. Amanda, thank you very much for being with us today. Before you go, tell us how people can get a copy of the report and otherwise engage with the, the UN Volunteers Program. Um, you can get a copy of the report. It's going to be online, um, www.unv.org. And um, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at um, Kwashi. Great. Amanda, thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today. We wish you every success. Thank you so much. All the best. Alrighty. Let's do some good. Okay. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts on Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash Devinthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devon hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur, or other changemaker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devin is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com.